Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week, we spotlight members of the WordPress community. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role here at WP Engine and my contributions over on torquemag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or you can download episodes directly from WMR.fm. 2022 is a big year for WordPress. One of the big versions of WordPress, 6.1, included major milestones for the block editor, fluid topography, and the block ecosystem. It's been a huge year for WordPress. And as we close out this year, it seems like a good time to look ahead at what the future of WordPress might look like. Joining us this week is Brian Gardner, a principal developer advocate at WP Engine. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Doc. Glad to be back. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to talk to you about themes and predictions, and of course, WordPress themes is a is a is a pun. Did you get Did you get that pun that uh, we're talking yes, about broader themes? <laughs> Good. The theme Good. of the show is themes, is what you're saying. <laughs> and, and there's no way that could possibly get confusing later as we're we're talking about themes versus themes. Before we get started, I'd like to hear some of your personal WordPress highlights from the past few years. What What are things you're excited about? Well, obviously, you know, because you're you're part of the company, but four years ago, Studio Press was acquired by WP Engine. And so that sort of was a huge seasonal like marker in my life. And my plan at that point, I wasn't sure about the direction of WordPress because of Gutenberg just being introduced. And I just kind of needed a, a time for myself just to kind of wander the proverbial wilderness. So I spent a few years just kind of just trying different things in and out of WordPress and it was a little bit lukewarm at best just because things were changing and I wasn't sure where they were going. But about a year and a half ago, I sort of, I caught something on WP Tavern that sort of reignited a really deep passion I have for WordPress. And so to fast forward through some of that, I reached out to Heather Bruner, our CEO, talked to her about some things. She had talked about the developer relations uh, team here at WP Engine and asked if that would excite me. And it did, <clears throat> excuse me using my love for design and WordPress and community and kind of wrapping it up into a thing. And so in September of 2021, I officially joined here at WP Engine. And that really was just sort of like the the planting the flag of like with WordPress, I'm back. And uh, there's just so much since then, The as you talked about, the releases this year have really brought the full site editing capabilities of WordPress to the point now where we're at with the site editor. And you and I talked about that just the other day, just walked through some things. And I have never been more excited about WordPress than I am right now. And for somebody who's been doing this since 2016, I think that says quite a bit of where we're at. 
And there's just, mm -hmm. there's a lot to be excited about. And I could probably spend three weeks talking about it. Do we mention your style variation that recently came out and that recap of like the last few years? Uh, no. So 2023 is the new theme that shipped with WordPress 6.1 here just recently. And part of that theme it meant to serve a couple of purposes. It was really basically a fork of the 2022 theme, but what they wanted to do is showcase the possibilities with the block editor. And part of that was a new functionality that's called style variations. And so for block themes, what this does is it allows a builder or a themer to sort of skin a design, kind of keep the gist of a design, but to sort of offer up different flavors of it, much the way like an iPhone cover might be for an iPhone. Like maybe today you want a blue version or a pink version or whatever. And so what they did was they decided that they were going to make style variations sort of the pinnacle of the theme release, the default theme. But what they also did was they opened it up to the community. They had a call to action for people in the community who wanted to design, submit designs, style variations, two of which came from WP Engine. It was Damon Cook and myself. We submitted two different style variations to this. They were both selected and have shipped with 2023. And we're really, really excited about that. Well, for this show, we're going to talk about themes of WordPress in 2023. And I think in the later part, we'll talk about broader themes. But right now, I want to stay focused on downloadable, modifiable themes, that, that type of theme. What do you think is going to be the biggest theme trend in WordPress for 2023? Well, I love talking about themes. Obviously, I have been doing that for quite some time. And I think it's kind of strange because we're four to five years into this Gutenberg project. And I think what we're going to see, the biggest thing I think we're going to see next year is just basically the go-to-market of commercial themes. We have yet to see it much right now. There are, you know, the <clears throat> there's several themes on the WordPress.org theme repository. I think we're up to 120, 130 maybe block themes that are free. And maybe I could count on my one hand how many themes are out there that are being sold. Anna Sagoda is one of them. Ellen at I know themes is another, but there really isn't that market yet. And it, it surprises me. Somebody who helped basically start the premium WordPress theme movement way back in the day, like, ah, there's so much opportunity here. And why are we not seeing it yet? A lot of which has to do with features that are not shipped yet. And just sort of the volatility, still things in flight. But I think now that we've seen 6.1 released and with 6.2, we're going to tidy up a bunch of things. I think we're going to get to a point where developers and product builders realize that things are stable. And with that also outside of themes comes plugins and so on like that. But I think that's probably the biggest thing we're going to start to see is sort of this rebirth of the commercial theme market. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. People are often reaching out to me, doc, you use WordPress. I'm getting back into WordPress for a nonprofit. I'm making a site or whatever. And there is this kind of interesting moment where I'm kind of excited again to get them into the site editor. Like, I think there was a moment where it was, I was a little hesitant to kind of get them in there. You know, I didn't know where to send them to define their themes, but I think everything's coming along solid. And I am kind of excited about this you know, new wave of block-based themes on the commercial market. I think 2023 is going to be a good year for that. I, that's a good point. Yeah. So will the changes in the site editor, will they affect the way WordPress sites look? Will we start to see like visual design ripples all because of the way block themes are built? You know, I think so. I think that one of the things that excites me the most about where we're at is what I call front end and back end visual parody. Whereas in the past classic themes and, you know, building for WordPress years ago, 
there would be the front end experience, but the back end was all either widgets and HTML markup code and things like that. And to some degree, there were elements of like a visual thing. I think page builders sort of brought that to WordPress over the years, Beaver Builder, Elementor, things like that, where you could actually see and like build your site quote in a way that was not requiring code as much. But I think now that the so many of the settings and the blocks and the features and all that stuff are now part of WordPress core, I think we're going to see a standardization of even inside the backend, right? We were on the other day, just going back and forth between like the posted page editor and the site editor, which are different experiences now. But I know that there's a huge movement and lots of discussions around sort of bringing that and harmonizing the way that that looks. So like, there's literally just one editing experience in the backend of WordPress and that's visual and it represents the front end and the back end. So I think most people are going to start to see all of that come together in a point where the vision that was cast years ago finally sort of like the lights go on and we're like, oh, this is how it was all meant to be and, and function. And I'm here for it. I love it. I can't wait for it. And it excites me beyond belief. So I've been looking at trend forecasts for 2023, and I'm not talking about like just website themes, but, you know, broader trends. We're seeing suggestions that creative typography, gradients, vivid minimalism, AI design, and candy pastels might be the hot things for 2023. Are you seeing any of these trends in theme design kind of already poking their heads up? Uh, yes. In fact, I've been responsible for some of them. My sherbet theme variation in the 2023 theme leverages some very bright pastel gradients. Again, it's a web trend and probably will be around for a couple of years. Gradients have been around for, for several years. And, and what used to be gradients in just like a button have now become gradients in backgrounds or even duotone filters, which sort of overlay images. And so we're starting to see creative use of color in a way that's easy to sort of do back back you know years ago it used to require some very like tricky css things and things that were that just browsers didn't support and so we see these things now sort of more at the the fingertips of people and what wordpress is doing is the theme structure is set up in a way where now in the back end of wordpress with a couple of clicks and some eyedroppers and like a, a color wheel you can change the gradient and change the colors and do the things that typically have either required code or like a heavy use of custom CSS. And so not only will these sort of trends continue to exist, I think WordPress's ability to allow builders to do things creatively sort of with all of those controls will will really start to see some things that are really unique. Yeah, you know, I hadn't even thought about it when I was asking you about changes to the site editor that could ripple across the web. But, you know, the site editor does make gradients super easy, almost to the point where I could see people just using it just because, oh, it's this extra tab of gradients. Mm -hmm. I could kind of see that helping perpetuate the trend. And as you said, your your Sherbert theme, Sherbert theme definitely takes advantage. I didn't even think about that. But those gradients and the minimalism and the candy pastels those are all kind of there. It's pretty cool that you're on top of the trend, Brian. I appreciate that. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> well, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll hear more from Brian Gardner about WordPress themes and predictions for 2023. Stay tuned. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. My name is Doc. I'm here today with Brian Gardner talking about themes and predictions in WordPress for 2023. Now, the first half of the show, we talked about modular themes and downloadable themes and the way that WordPressers think about it. Now I want to talk about more broadly, some of the changes that we might be seeing in WordPress web design. I think one of the things that comes to mind is some people were saying the site editor might be the death of page builders. And others are saying, no, page builders are probably going to be even bigger in 2023 than they were in previous years. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. And I'm not exactly sure yet what those are. I, I know initially when Gutenberg came out, everybody said, oh, it's going to be the death of page builders. I think page builders, those product teams have, have obviously had several years of even seeing what's in the pipeline to continue to evolve their product and iterate and whatnot. Uh, and the other pro problem I think I think that is in most in their favor is sort of the slow adoption of the block editor, right? So many people don't like change. They don't understand how things are built. Things are still in flight. And it's easy to sort of revert back to just what you've been using for the last several, however many years, right? Like I've seen so many people say, I'm just, I'm, I'm a Divi person. I'm an elementary person. I know how to work with it. There's more control. It's easier to use. So I'm going to continue to use these things. So I think there's always going to be a subset of folks who uh, and I think it's going to be a large enough subset of folks. Most of these products and companies will be able to sustain even the evolution all the way to its maturity of the block editor. So I, I think it remains to be seen. I think there's probably some pivoting that's taking place. I know like Elementor's thinking about going towards the cloud. And so to some degree, I think there's there's been an evolution of of those lines of business. I think everything will coexist for quite some time. I mean, WordPress has been traditionally a backward compatible software that generally has slow adoption on new features. And so I think it's going to be some time before anything really 
becomes a, a difference maker or not. I, I know that accessibility has been something I've heard about in WordPress, like kind of as an emphasis more and more over the past five years. It seems like in the broader web and in particular on social media, 2022 was a big year for even introducing the idea of accessibility to the broad audience. I, I think Twitter added alt text descriptions. It's a huge part of like when you when you join Mastodon, people let you know to camel case your hashtags to make things more accessible and definitely add alt descriptions or maybe don't share images that don't have alt descriptions. I'm wondering, are, are we going to see some of this blend over to how people start designing websites in 2023? I would like to think so. I think it's going to take a village of people who are really diligent and who who care a lot about that to really sort of enforce that. I think there's still so many things that people just are unaware of that just that break accessibility or are bad experiences for those who have disabilities and whatnot. And so I think, uh, and strangely enough, even big companies like Squarespace still delivering themes that have fonts and backgrounds and colors that, that do not pass contrast color accessibility checking and stuff like that. So it, it really needs to come from the top with WordPress. WordPress itself can make the dashboard accessible. I know there's lots of movement there, but it's going to take uh, you know companies doing it on their own sites. I know our team here at WP Engine has really embraced that. We've updated our site significantly to sort of accommodate for what those changes need to be. But I still think that's just, there's a lot of ignorance around, and it's not even purposeful ignorance. People just don't know better, right? They just don't even know what it is, why it matters, how to, how to do things. So even in small cases, right? I've got a bookmark of a color contrast checker that I use all the time. And every time I choose colors for a theme, first thing I do is pick colors that are accessible and pass a contrast chest. And so I think it just, they're, just needs to be more information about it. There needs to be more podcasts talked about it, but it's also one of those things that, you know, that isn't sort of in the mass appeal, right? I think we're all interested in looks and design and things like that and what looks good and people will continue to do things that I'm like, man, like I can see it now when I hit a website, I'm like, I guarantee you that's just bad accessibility, right? But I understand that it looks good. So like there's sort of that struggle between what to do with that, but you know, we'll see. I think there's going to be just more talk around it. And so therefore, I think just by nature of that, it will get better, but probably not as much as those who really care about it want it to be. Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier that one of the predictions I was reading, uh, it, it's it said that creative typography might be one of the themes that we see in 2023. And I, I definitely am seeing like brand logos getting a little more interesting and Instagram posts or even TikTok or whatever, having very cool fonts that they're using, at least to capture your attention. I do kind of wonder creative fonts and accessibility are on opposite sides of the spectrum. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like is, is one kind of going in the wrong direction for readability or are they going to be kind of functionally the same for someone who's using a screen reader? I would say for the most part, the the whole idea of an emphasis on typography as design with two elements to that, right? Variable font support, uh, which I'll get to in a second. And then the other part of it, which is sort of this baked in now part of WordPress, the, the fluid typography thing is yet another sort of these two things together really play into the benefit of accessibility. So I'll start with the variable fonts. First of all, Google fonts has significantly up graded their font library to include fonts that now feel like our premium fonts. Uh, for my 
for my taste for years, it's like, okay, these are the same six fonts, open sans, Leto, like that we see everywhere. None of them look really, really good. They're, they're okay. But like people would go to Adobe or like a custom foundry to like pick a font that was just really wow you. So I'm really thankful for Google sort of increasing the depth of their library. And as part of that is now what we sort of the work called variable font tiles. And so what that means is, you know, you traditionally your fonts would be set to different weights, usually like on the scales of a hundred, you know, 400 would be like regular 300 would be light and so on semi-bold 600 bold 700 that kind of a thing but the, what variable does is it makes it completely fluid so like it's literally from 100 to 900 so if you wanted to set a font weight for whatever reason to 815 you can and the font doesn't it's not a choppy increase like it literally is designed in a way in which it could scale that way much the way svgs work and so you take that and what wordpress has recently added which is a mobile kind of responsive approach to typography is called fluid typography. And so what that does is it allows you to set a font. Well, it allows you within theme JSON to set some predefined font sizes that a user could use sort of going through like the t-shirt approach using extra small, small, medium, large, extra large, that kind of a thing. And so builders can say for large, I want it to be 36 pixels. Well, we know in like on a phone, 36 pixels is a lot bigger than on a desktop. And so what the fluid part of it does is it allows you to say, hey, for this font size, for large, I want it to be 36 pixels at most, right? The maximum size, but on smaller devices, let's like reduce that so you can set a minimum, maybe 24 pixels or 20 pixels, something that will still look good in scale, but also not be as big on screen. And so you can literally set a font and then like watch as you reduce a browser width, you can watch it like literally, and I've posted several of these on Twitter, you can watch the font like just degrade down to a smaller version to the point where you set it at a minimum. So some of these designs and what this really opens the door for, I have a theme called avant-garde that is sort of like using type as design. And my hero text is using font sizes that are 120 pixels just to make it really big and bold and avant-garde. Well, 120 pixels on a phone doesn't work. It breaks things stack and just get cut off. And so now this fluid typography allows it to go back down into scale. So it fits on the screen and looks good. So I think a lot of these things sort of play into another and it's all sort of benefiting the web. I think on that note, we'll take another short break. And when we come back, we'll hear more from Bryden Gardner about WordPress themes and predictions for 2023. We'll wrap up our discussion, so stay tuned. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. This episode, we've been talking to Brian Gardner about WordPress themes and predictions for 2023. And I'm really enjoying hearing all of these themes and kind of a lot of the things, Brian, that you've been you've been saying have already been, I've been kind of starting to see them sprinkle around the web. One of the questions I was kind of wondering, as a theme developer, where do you like to look for your inspiration when you think about upcoming trends? Super good question. I have a couple of my kind of go-to sort of, I guess they're called CSS galleries or, you know, web galleries. One is called onepagelove.com. It's just a showcase of just well-designed things and, and everything's sort of categorized. So if I wanted to look for like landing page design inspiration, I can kind of break things down. And there are other software platforms like Webflow. If you go to their theme or template library that they have the community library. It's just a good place to get inspiration. I've gotten pretty good over the years at seeing something I like and then shutting it down and then interpreting it on my own. So it's not necessarily, you know, copying or visual plagiarism. And so it's amazing. Most of the stuff I I've designed has always been some sort of visual fork of something I've seen somewhere else. So uh, lots of design inspiration places out there for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, we mentioned that Gutenberg and kind of what's been leading up to the site editor and block themes has been something that's been happening for at least four years now in WordPress. And it's funny, on, on Mastodon, I wrote something about WordPress and the site editor, and I got this question from someone or response from someone I don't know, call me old fashioned, but I don't like using blocks in WordPress and I'm allergic to Gutenberg. So there's still, there's still some of these people that are holding out. And I have to say, I've been eager to switch over just because I know that's where when I see cool new plugins or new blocks, I know I'm going to have to kind of adopt to, to be able to use those. But it was after a recent conversation with you that I kind of really started to see a large part of the appeal. Site design seems a lot more unattainable for me in the customizer. And now with the site editor, it seems, oh, okay. Now, now that I've gotten past this learning curve, I actually feel like everything's going to be better. And this brings us to a tweet that Mike McAllister recently said. He said, 2023 is going to be huge for the WordPress industry. I know it's been a rough transition to this new paradigm, but after spending the last six months deep in the site editor, I'm very bullish on the potential here. So I guess, Brian, the to wrap this up, the question is, how how do we get the community who aren't yet, who are allergic to blocks, how do we get them to see what's possible and why they want to change? Well, thankfully, Matt Mullenweg did us a big service by essentially saying at WordCamp US that the support for classic editor is going to go away. I know that it's been a couple of years extra that it's already been. And I think we're going to start to see some elements of tough love, right? Just from all the way at the top saying, it's time to embrace, it's going to move. We're going to stop enabling it to be so easy to go legacy or classic WordPress. And this really is the future. And in order to drive that adoption, some of these things need to happen, right? Some pe people need to just not have access to the tools that enable them to do this. So starting with Matt, I think uh, a lot of what our team in particular, developer relations, Nick Diego, myself, Damon Cook, 
we get paid to basically talk about WordPress, the block editor, show people how it's used, leverage the possibilities through our content, through our presentations, through engagements we have with the community. And we've seen this all over the community. GoDaddy has their own version of sort of developer relations, Automatic does. And a lot of our positions exist to help facilitate that change, not just as a mandate, but just as a way of getting people on a call, on a one-on-one, in a group session, say, hey, let me show you what's possible. Because like you and I the other day, once people start to actually see it uh, and realize that it's actually easier than they think, that's when this adoption will start to happen. And, and now that a lot of the features and a lot of the functionality is now part of WordPress core, that makes it easier to do, right? Like a year ago, it's like, we understood the possibilities. We saw it all in Gutenberg, the plugin, which is exploratory and usually not recommended for production. But now that it's landed in WordPress core and the masses have access to these things, now it's time for, as Mike said, like the product people to come in and build things that sort of extend these capabilities, show them off, demonstrate how they can be used. And so I'm I'm really excited about all the plans I have, our team has, friends in the community, people like Rich Tabor has, just really excited about helping people see the light, if you will, and really excited about that. You know, on wrapping up here, I think the one big thing that we have to mention with 2023 is that we're likely to see WordPress 6.2 and the kind of bookend of Gutenberg phase two, right? We're about to see kind of like feature complete, you know, things will still be added, but sort of the main features will be in 6.2. Does that sound right? Yeah, I, I know that some of the phase two and phase three, which is more like multilingual and collaborative stuff, keeps getting pushed out. I think it's because they're trying to just really get the the tool set done. Uh, 6.2, there's not a ton of new stuff. A lot of it is just refinement of experience and things that are already existing, so, which is strangely, I'm actually really excited about that as well, because there was a lot of stuff that was kind of felt like it was crammed in in ways that were like, okay, this probably could look and function and feel a little bit better. And that's what the 6.2 push is going to be about, which is like really refining it, obviously bringing in some new things, but just making it a better user experience, which then will help sort of the adoption we just talked about. Well, on that note, I think it's a great place to wrap up. Brian, I had a great conversation with you today. I believe your Twitter handle is bgardner. And your website is briangardner.com. People can check that out to see some great examples of your themes. And I want to say thanks for listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast from WMR. My name's Doc. You can follow my adventures with Torque Magazine over on at the Torque Mag on Twitter, or you can go to torquemag.io to see more episodes of Press This, as well as the Torque Social Hour, the weekly live stream that we do. You can subscribe to press this on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download it directly from WMR.FM. My name's Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role here at WP Engine, and I love to spotlight members of the community each week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.